Hey, what's up, La Familia? You crazy football-loving nutters. This is Ray Hudson, and you are luxuriating and listening to the Inter Miami podcast with a stupefyingly magnificent Jay and Alex. Two lads who are as electrifying as a hairdryer thrown into a hot tub. Stay tuned, because you know what it's going to be. It's going to be magisterial with an amplifier. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Inter Miami Podcast World Cup 2022 edition coming to you live from Qatar at that really tall hotel they have. They have decided to host all of us out there. Shout out to you guys for being a gracious host nation. Uh, but wanted to, uh, to do something fun during the offseason as it's typically a slow time. Uh, let me just check Google. Uh, sources, Twitter, all of the technology at our fingertips to try and see what kind of news is happening. Luckily for us, this season we get the World Cup in the wintertime, which someone correct me if I'm wrong, I believe that's the first time it's ever not been held in the summer. Is that accurate? That I believe is correct. That is correct. I, know, yes. I will take the lack of resistance as that is correct. Anyway, we will be covering the World Cup over the next several weeks. I think probably five weeks in total. A little pre-World Cup action, which we're coming to you tonight with. We will be coming intermediately throughout the weeks, throughout the group games, all the way through the knockout stages, all the way to the final, and a nice post-wrap-up show where I'm sure we can talk plenty of trash to each other for our horrible predictions that we're about to make. But there are eight individuals from the pod squad, eight inter-Miami podcast representatives. We have Callie, Mr. Nuka Colavender himself. We have Than, the unit. We have Branton, who is currently going to be holding down what looks to be uh, only one uh, group now. We did have him covering two, just taking two at one time. That's what he does best. Uh, we have Inner Miami Traveler. Uh, Brandon's B Grip, by the way. I'm going to try and do names and handles. We've got the one and only digital mastermind, digital media mastermind, Johnny Alpha, a.k.a. Pistol Grip Poet. We do have uh, James, a.k.a. Jim Anderson. He goes by Need More Manas. He loves RPGs and Diablo 2. We have myself, Jay, at Jay Kington. There's really nothing changed there. And then we have our boy, Gary, a.k.a. the Miami Spartan, a.k.a. Test This Mullet, a.k.a. This Mustache is Amazing. <laughs> now, full disclosure, we are down to members. You might have to get Don Cafecito to step up to the plate for us right now. But we are down to, we have Jim. Uh, and we have uh, Johnny, who are preoccupied. Callie is about to be preoccupied. We have children that are sick, children that are in need, and children always come first on the Intermindy podcast. 
Anyway, I will stop talking. I feel like I'm rambling. Let's go ahead and introduce yourself, what group you're covering. To make this simple, let's go in alphabetical order. So, starting with Mr. Nuka. What's up, guys? Callie Rudia, a.k.a. Nuka Cola Vendor, if you're in the Discord. I'm covering Group A, which is uh, Netherlands, Senegal, Qatar, and Ecuador. Oh, this hey, guys. There we go. There we go. Yeah, that's me. You don't need an introduction to me. You've heard my voice smooth and melodic over the past couple seasons. Uh, but no, I joke. I'm Than. I am covering Group B, the best group in the World Cup. We have so much political tension in this topic to be covered by Fox News. We've got England. We've got Iran, the U.S., and Wales. And uh, yeah, I think you know who's coming out of this group, but I will save it. So it's my turn to talk further. Uh, let's move on to Group C. Hi, my name is Traveler, better known as IMCF Traveler. Uh, I am covering Group C with Argentina, Mexico, Poland, and World Cup 20... God, probably 2030, 2030 favorites, Saudi Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's up, guys? It's Brandon, a.k.a. BGRIFF89, covering Group D. We've got the uh, returning champs, France. We're about to see if they can do it again. Don't think so, but we'll see. Australia, the Socceroos, Denmark, and Tunisia. All right. I think we got to skip a couple letters to get to H for me, since the other guys aren't here. This is... Gary, a.k.a. Miami Spartan. I'm covering Group H, which consists of Portugal, uh, Uruguay, Ghana, and South Korea. All right. Gary just cut me out there, and that's okay. That's okay. I will cover (laughs) Johnny, a.k.a. Pistol Grip Poet, will be taking on Group E, consisting of Spain, Costa Rica, Porta Vida, Germany, and Japan. Pretty interesting group right there, not going to lie. Then we have Jim a.k.a. Nimorman, is covering Group F, which is Belgium, Canada, Morocco, and Croatia. I am Jay, apparently the organizer of this amazing shit show that's about to partake for five-plus weeks. I'm covering Group G with the Canarinos, a.k.a. Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, and our friends in Africa, Cameroon. And Callie is at the, uh, <laughs> the doctor right now with his, uh, with his child. So that's fun. All right, let's flip it back up to the top. Callie, give us quick early predictions of your group. You don't need to go super in-depth here. We're going to skip Callie. I just realized he's the one with the child and the doctor. Then you're going to lead us off with uh, who you're expecting to make it out of the group. And then a third kind of outside dark horse, if you will. All right, so I think everybody would be extremely disappointed if I didn't say that England come out of this group. I, I thoroughly believe they are. Um, it, it's honestly going to be a toss-up for me. I, I believe it's going to be either England and Wales or England and U.S. Uh, it really depends on what Wales brings to the table and how Greg Berhalter gets the U.S. motivated to play in this World Cup. Uh, yeah, I, I would have to say... The dark horse, and I, I mean, it might irritate a few people, but I think the dark horse is going to be the U.S. 
Um, but we'll see if Pulisic and, and friends can get on the get on the board early and start getting some vital points early on. Uh, it, it, they could be okay, but this this group isn't a given for them. Uh, even Iran's going to be tough. So uh, I would say if I was forced to rank them right now, it would probably be England. Then we'll go Wales, and then the U.S. But uh, I could be wrong. Yeah, it's pretty disrespectful what you're doing to the the U.S. over here with uh, with Wales. But we'll, we'll... it's coming home. Yeah. Okay. All right, buddy. All right. All right. Let's move on, Trav. What do you got in your group, bud? I'm back for what it's worth. Okay. Well, let's revert back to A. Hold on one second, Trav. Callie, welcome back. All right, quick update on your group. Who do you, who are the two you're expecting to make it through? Who is the third option, the dark horse, if you will? Um, the two that are going to make it through, I, I think if you look at the group, there's there's not a whole lot of doubt. It's going to be Netherlands and Senegal. Um, in which order? I don't know. It's going to depend on how, uh, you know, if Sadio Mane is actually able to play, if, if Diallo is able to play, but it's looking like he's not. Um, and those are both their most experienced guys. Um but if you look at Ecuador and Qatar, um, someone in the Discord, I want to see it was Kilzig, made, made a joke that Ecuador might not score. Um, and if you look at the roster, that may actually be true, even though it was said in jest. And I'm um, going to be honest, I was looking at Qatar's roster. Uh, don't know anybody on it. Uh, it's um, it's going to be a pretty clear group. Um, but what's exciting about this one is I think Netherlands and Senegal both have uh, – really high ceilings in this tournament. I think they're both teams that can, that can make a good run. Um, they're both very experienced um, and, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of guys playing in major, you know, high division football leagues. So that's my thought. If, so if it's not, are you, are you uh, taking Qatar as your dark horse or Ecuador? I, I guess by default, I'm thinking Ecuador. I mean, Has I can at least name some of those guys. Play? I remember watching them playing the, uh, what was that? The league's cup. Right, Jay. this past summer, and they were like actually pretty. They weren't in the gold cup. Jay, I oh, can't point. I can't pay. I can't point Qatar out on a map. So until that changes, I, I don't know how much faith I have in them. That's fine. That's fine. They just they they, they play pretty up tempo, and uh, I, I wouldn't sleep on the the home nation there. But Trav, go ahead. What you got out of your group, buddy? I think I know one of them. Well, first things first. Back to fans' comment of you know, People uh, would be disappointed if he didn't say that England was going to, you know, be first in their group. Uh, I would be quite happy if that happens. Uh, I'd love to see those damn English crash out early. But on to Group C, uh, I have, you know, Argentina easily topping this group. Uh, And then the second spot is really a toss-up for me between Mexico and Poland. Mexico's shown uh, in 2018 that they have the ability to get it done and surprise people. But leading up to this World Cup, they have just not looked like this. Uh, And then Poland just seems to always struggle in these major tournaments. And then last, Saudi Arabia don't have a single player playing outside of the Saudi Arabia on their roster. Uh, I can't see them even picking up a single point in this group. Whew. Not one point and not one goal. Bold calls already on the preview, eh? Hey, go bold or go home. There we go. There we go. All right, Brandon, what do you have in Group D? 
All right. Well, Group D, going to surprise some people. Uh, a lot of people have France going and winning the, the group. I actually think Denmark has the best team in the group, and I think they've beaten France in their last two meetings. So I think Denmark has a shot to win the le- the group, followed by France. I think France will probably come in second there. Um, you know, my dark horse would be Australia. They um, The Socceroos have a – a decent team, not one of their better teams. They have some young talent. A lot of their players um, are coming off injuries with their club, so they're fresh, but not not really up to game fitness. And Tunisia, I, I don't see them winning a game, honestly, in, in this group. Um, they're just a bunch of young guys, um, not really a whole lot of um, – a whole lot of experience there in top leagues. However, I will say, and Than might, might like this, young guy to watch is on the Tunisian team. Hannibal uh, Medjbaz, I believe. Uh, Manchester United player playing at Birmingham City. He's tearing it up right now there. So 19-year-old kid, keep your eye on him because I think he's probably going to be somebody whose stock's going to rise after this tournament. Excellent. Well, I'll go ahead and take for Johnny because I'm pretty sure I'll probably be right on point with what he's thinking. Group E, Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, Japan. Most likely Germany coming out on top with Spain in second. Dark Horse is where it's going to get interesting. I think Costa Rica plays pretty well in, in knockout tournaments, but I think Japan might be a sneaky pick as well. Uh, Than you said you had about a 20-page research novel by Jim. So who is he taking out of group F? All right. So I'm going to give you the spark notes version. Cause that's what got me through high school and college here. Uh, oh, yeah. So we're going to go with uh, Belgium. I mean, they're ranked number two in the world. Uh, Belgium's going to, I, I believe I'm going to speak for Jim on this, that Belgium's going to walk through this group. Um, and then I am actually going to, I want to say, I want to say Croatia is going to finish second. Uh, I have sneaking suspicion that Morocco might give some trouble to some of these teams. Uh, so I'll go Croatia and the dark horse of Morocco. Uh, Canada is going to get the partic- uh, participation ribbon on this one. Uh, I know the roster has decent talent on it, uh, but these, these teams that they're playing up against right now are going to be tried and true at the uh, level that they're playing at. So, uh, you know, welcome to the World Cup Canada. This isn't the CONCACAF. Uh, good luck to you. And hopefully you're uh, in the States for uh, the next one. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much what we got here. Awesome. Awesome. For the record, I don't know who assigned everyone to these groups, if it was random or not. Um, I feel like it wasn't random because they stuck me with the squad that, you know, I'd be the happiest to I gave that to you. report on. Okay, fair enough. Well, Group G, pretty easy for me. It's going to be the Canarinos coming up, the Little Canaries. Brazil is going to take this group with ease. Second place is going to get a little tricky here. I think Cameroon's going to be certainly out. I don't want to you know, be mean to all of Cameroon or anything like that, but I think Serbia is sneaky, and I think Switzerland is also a really um, undervalued team they have a pretty solid midfield pretty solid back line their defense is actually much better than people would realize they typically keep games low scoring 
you know, nil-nil, one-goal games, stuff like that. If I had to pick the, the other one outside of Brazil, I'm actually leaning more towards Switzerland. But, you know, Serbia could come in there. They do have some good defenders. They do have uh, Mitrovic as well, who can just bang goals from really anywhere on the pitch. Dude's an absolute monster. But uh, I think Brazil is going to walk through this group pretty easy and then leave. Uh, that second place will be a nice, interesting battle between uh, the other teams on there that I mentioned. Where'd that picture go? I just took it down. There we go. Yeah, I'm going to go with Brazil and Switzerland uh, as my choices for that. Gary, repeat, you said Portugal and what? Uruguay? Portugal and Uruguay. Yep. That, And those are the teams that are going to jump out at everybody is the ones that you would think should go through. You've got the big names on them, but a lot of those big names are old on both. On really, I mean, Ronaldo, of course, is getting up there. And then they're, you know, Suarez and Cavani on Uruguay and some of their defense, like Godin. I don't even know. I mean, he's on the squad. I don't even know if he'll be starting anymore because he's getting up there. So that's kind of the question marks there. Um, Ghana. Darwin. Yeah, but no one cares about him. He's for Liverpool. So, no, I just have to say that for those guys. But, yeah, he's, hey, he's kind of the question mark coming. <laughs> he's kind of, you know, he's he's gotten in better form than he started the season with with Liverpool. So he's definitely has a chance to to kind of make some noise there. And it's kind of like, what are they really going to do? Because they've got the experience with Suarez. They've got the experience with Cavani. And part of the issue with Suarez, he's been playing, like, in the Uruguayan League, I think it is, Nacional lately so he hasn't really been playing the kind of higher level competition that some of the other guys have so that'll be some question marks but i still think uruguay may have the best chance to to top the group um i got a lot of questions with portugal's kind of they seem like there's a lot of drama if there's a team that's going to be like france and was it 2010 where they just had the internal meltdowns and stuff it might be portugal um they've got not just the Ronaldo drama, but they had a fight in the training the other day, supposedly. Um, some people don't like the coach there. So who knows? That that could potentially be a meltdown. And Ghana's a young, fast team. I think Ghana and Portugal play the first game, and I think the winner of that game has a good chance of advancing, and the loser of that game has a good chance of not advancing. So I don't want to leave off South Korea. I think, obviously, they've got Son, but that's kind of all they have. They got some okay players elsewhere, but I don't know if Korea, South Korea will really have enough to get through the group, but they always play hard and you never know. Some of the question marks that the other teams have, it's kind of a wide open group. Fair enough. Uh, Let's flip it back up to the top of the order outside your groups. Who are your picks to win this? Not picks plural, but just give me your pick. Who do you think's, going to win this World Cup? I assume we're probably going to have several of the same answers, but I'm curious to know where everyone stands. Um, I'm... Eh, I, I want to say Belgium. I think this is like kind of their make-or-break year with the squad that they have. But if I'm going safe and I'm going with my gut, I think I'm going to go Brazil, to be honest with you. They, their forwards are just absolutely ridiculous. They're going to be able to score on any, anyone on the planet. So... That's my that's my guess. I'm gonna go. I don't know. See, I was I was definitely pro Portugal prior to the revelations from this week. You know, with with uh, with uh, Cristiano 
doing his whole thing and then his greeting with Bruno that I guess Joe Cancelo wanted nothing to do with him and pushed him away at practice and gave him a stone cold stare. I mean, you're gonna have, you're gonna be able to write a, a telenueva about the whole Portugal team this this World Cup here, but uh, I, I'm gonna go Belgium. I'm I'm gonna say. Belgium finally puts it all together. They they might get a couple of lucky breaks on their draws. And, uh, yeah, they, they finally bring it home. For me, this is simple and should be quite predictable. I think my country, France, is going back-to-back. We have probably the best squad in the entire World Cup this year. And if we can get past ourselves and the horrible coaching – of Didier Deschamps, I think we can easily go ahead and claim back-to-back World Cup titles. Uh, it's going to be tough to speak on behalf of Johnny. Maybe you know what Jim's whoa, thinking. Whoa. Man. You're skipping right over Group D. Oh, sorry, Oof. buddy. You got you to speak up, man. You got to speak up. I had some, some insight coming in. There's so, <laughs> I... um. You know, before the tournament, I, I probably would have gone the Trav route and I would have said, you know, France is, is definitely a favorite to, to win it. However, with their injuries in the midfield, um, some of their issues and, in, in, you know, going on at their football association, I don't think they're, they're going to repeat. My pick is going to be actually Argentina. Um, you know, I think Messi winning uh, Copa, you know, really took a weight off of him. He's playing lights out at PSG. And I think this is probably the strongest supporting cast he's had for the national team. Um, You know, so I I really think he's probably playing with no pressure. Love to see him win it. And then, you know, walk off the international stage at that point would be, uh, you know, like a fairy tale. Fair enough. Well, again, I don't want to speak for Johnny, but uh, Than, do you know who Jim would pick? Uh, I do not at this point. I have a feeling. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't want to speak for him because I, I, I know I'll probably get it wrong at this point. So That's fine. Well, I'm taking <laughs> Brazil. I think it's pretty uh, easy for me, not just because they're uh, outside of the U.S., of course, my favorite national team. But um, I don't think we've seen a Brazil this strong since maybe 2006. Uh, I mean, they, it looks like, honestly, they have like eight legit – forwards or wingers nine actually yeah nine it's it's just the the talent is unreal i think that as long as their back line can hold it together they should be able to beat basically any team they play against i would really love to see a brazil argentina final i would love um i do like the notion of messi finally winning one but argentina has had you know numerous struggles they are in good form now but I mean, it's really going to be hard to go against anyone in the attack of Brazil. They really have some amazing uh, midfielders as well. We've already mentioned Bruno uh, earlier. Oh, no, that's Bruno Fernandes. Sorry, no, not Tim Bruno. But uh, Casemiro, Everton, Fabinho, who's still bitter about the whole Chelsea saga. Uh, the best Man United player in the history of the world, Mr. Fred himself. Uh, and Lucas Paquette. I mean, th- this is just, it- it's a its a really strong team from top to bottom. You have two of the best goalkeepers in the world and Allison or Ederson. Always interesting to see who's going to come out with the starting role in that one. Um, but, you know, this is going to be a, a really exciting team to watch. I'm really, really 
happy to have this much talent, this much flash, that pizzazz, the Brazil that captivates the world. They have those skilled players again. So I think this is going to be the year that they redeem themselves, get their sixth World Cup win. And uh, I'll definitely have to cop that jersey with the six stars on it. <laughs> I would uh, take Brazil also. And they they are strong. They're It's that attack. I, for once, first time in quite a while, several years, Neymar isn't as much of the focus point as he has yeah. been in other years. There's so much more um, attacking talent around them and creators and stuff around them too. So, and what's 2002? Was that their last one? Right. Yeah. That, that was, that's been one. 20 years without Brazil winning the world cup. I mean, they're due and they've got the talent, I think to finally do it. They do. And I'm curious of how many Anthony spins we're going to get. Oh yeah. I'm going to set the, I'm going to set the line at two and a half. <laughs> oh dude. I was going to set it at like seven. So yeah, we'll, <laughs> two we'll and a half. whatever game. number you throw out, I'm hammering the over. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, just, it is, it's, it's Anthony, Gabriel Jesus, Martinelli, who's having a phenomenal season. Neymar, of course, everyone knows that one. Pedro, Rafinha, uh, Richarlson, Rodrigo, Vinicius Jr. There's so much speed. They're, they're going to be a really fun team to watch. I mean, I think we can arguably say that they have the most talented and healthy roster right now. It, no yeah. matter who you're pulling for, Brazil is going to be a fun watch, and uh, you'd be doing yourself a disservice by not tuning in. Exactly. If you love the sport, that's going to be the game to watch. World Cup kicks off this Sunday, the 20th, with Qatar versus Ecuador, rumored to be the highest-scoring game in the whole tournament. That will be at 11 a.m. on FS1. Monday, the 21st, is real, where the real fun starts. We're getting England, Iran at 8, Senegal, Netherlands at 11, and the United States first, Wales at 2 p.m. Tuesday, it's going to kick off Argentina, Saudi Arabia at 5. Good luck waking up for that one. Denmark and Tunisia at 8, Mexico, Poland at 11, France and Australia at 2 p.m. Wednesday, I'm not going to go through all these days. We'll just give them the first few. Wednesday, Morocco, Croatia, 5 o'clock. Germany, Japan, 8. Spain, Costa Rica, 11. Belgium, Canada at 2 p.m. I'm hoping that we can get back together um, probably around, you know, Wednesday or Thursday to give some updates, maybe give some better analysis than just our really early expectations here. So this will be something fun to do uh, over the next five weeks. Is there any... Um, you know, outside of this, before we get off here, because we don't want to have this be incredibly long, but any interesting hot topics that anyone's seen over the past week or so that is worthy of mentioning or discussing? I mean, outside of the obvious. Let's of... avoid the obvious. Let's try and avoid the obvious if we can. Wow, Jay. That could be a whole other episode, and I'm sure people don't want to. That could be like a series. That, that Yeah. Hey, look, here, here uh, I've got something. And shout out to uh, Mike Conklin uh, of the Greenlock Gang. If you have Netflix, I'm not going to be bashing anyone, right? We're coming live from Qatar from that really high hotel. I can't remember the name of it, but it's fine. Check out. It's called, what, FIFA Uncovered? Um, it's on Netflix. It's trending right now. It's a four-part series on the um, – I'll put it very, very lightly – on the issues that have played FIFA – for about the past 20 years. Very, very good watch. And next week, uh, 
The IMTC World Cup chat will be hosted by Trav Chat, as Jay will likely be no more after mentioning that from the high floor of our hotel here in Qatar. Yes, exactly. I might disappear. I might have might fall out my window. Just yeah, another, I, asked, I asked for a drink, and they, they immediately hit me for, with a stick. So you got to be careful around here. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're interested in learning more about the issues that have played Qatar. ESPN News, if you follow Inner Miami, uh, there's probably a very good chance you have ESPN Plus. You can look up, I believe it's called Qatar's World Cup. It was like an E60 film they did uh, for about an hour. Covers all the uh, horrible working conditions, migrant deaths, all that, the cover-up, all that stuff. There's a lot of there's a lot of side chatter going on in this World Cup. It's going to be, honestly, pretty hard to go about your day and not hear about it. I feel like a lot of news outlets are going to cover it. They're even limiting where and what really the reporters can say. But um, all that aside, it is the World Cup. It is one of the happier times in our lives where we get to enjoy such a historic and um, just a global phenomenon. I think there's, what, 2 billion people that watch this out of the 8 billion in the world or whatever there are. Probably more than that, honestly, at this point. But uh, it's going to be a really good time see how this develops, and then certainly once it gets to the knockout rounds, that's what it's all about. That's right. All righty. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Inner Miami Podcast World Cup 2022 edition. Uh, we will be recording these on Twitter Spaces just because in our full shows, we're going to have eight individuals in here. It's probably the easiest way to organize all of this. So stay tuned. And it's not really relevant with this topic, but I'm not ending any show without saying it. Bamo Miami. Bamo Miami. Bamo Miami. I was chomping at the bit. Chomping at the bit. I caught Ben sleeping and I jumped in. This is my show now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Have a good night, everyone.